We continue today with our reading of John 6, um, and I said this yesterday, but it's, it's worth repeating if you are looking for something to do in this time of stay-at-home orders or in quarantines, read John 6 slowly and prayerfully. It's, it's one of the most beautiful chapters in all of sacred scripture. Our gospel today begins with what was yesterday's final verse, John 6, 35, where Jesus says, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. Today's gospel picks up from there, and Christ continues, But I told you that although you have seen me, you do not believe. Why don't they believe? Why, don't, why doesn't the crowd take, uh, accept Jesus' word? We could ask in our own day, why is it the case that allegedly two out of every three American Catholics uh, do not believe in the real presence of Christ in the Blessed Sacrament? In regards to John 6 and why the crowd won't accept his word, there are really two reasons. Number one, Christ is making an implicit divine claim. He's he's claiming that uh, he is truly the uh, Son of God made man, that that God himself is before them in the flesh, true God and true man. Secondly, uh, he is identifying himself as the bread of life in a literal rather than a figurative way. And as this discourse continues, Christ will grow increasingly insistent that this be understood literally, that unless we eat his flesh and drink his blood, we do not have life within us. Uh, it's hard to believe for the crowd that what clearly to their eyes seems to be a man is also truly God, but it's even harder still to believe that he will somehow give us his flesh to eat. Yet as we read in the letter to the Hebrews, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things that are not seen. Just as Christ's divinity is veiled in the incarnation, so too is it in the Eucharist. Only in the Eucharist, not only is his divinity veiled, but his humanity is veiled as well. Yet nonetheless, he is truly present. But while it's difficult to believe in the Eucharist, it offers us a great opportunity. The Eucharist makes possible the greatest merit of faith. Remember what Jesus said to doubting Thomas, do you believe because you have seen? Blessed are those who have not seen and yet believed. Jesus calls us blessed. He calls you blessed. If you believe him, if you believe his words. Yet at the same time, we have the greatest possible certainty that the Eucharist is truly the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus Christ. We aren't taking a blind leap of faith. We aren't ignoring evidence and reason. We have the greatest possible certainty the Eucharist is truly the body and blood of Christ. How so? Simply, it's based on the word of God. It's based on God's divine authority. If God is truly God, then he cannot deceive nor be deceived. And the word of God incarnate, the second person of the most holy trinity made man, revealed the Eucharist to truly be his body, blood, soul, and divinity under the appearance of bread and wine. Nothing could be more certain than the words of God incarnate. As St. Thomas Aquinas taught, the presence of Christ's true body and blood in the sacrament cannot be detected by sense nor understanding, but by faith alone, which rests upon divine authority. Our faith rests on the word of God, who cannot deceive nor be deceived. Therefore, it's the most certain of all knowledge. You know, St. Thomas Aquinas is, in, he's arguably the greatest theologian the church has ever produced. I certainly believe that much more intelligent men than me have made that claim. But in addition to his unparalleled theological works, he wrote five beautiful Eucharistic hymns. And he wrote these uh, at the request of Pope Urban IV, who established the first feast day of Corpus Christi. Uh, most of us are probably familiar with Tantum Ergo, the hymn sung during benediction of the Blessed Sacrament. At the end of the first 
stanza of Tantumergo, St. Thomas wrote, Praestet fides supplementum sensum defectui, faith for all def defects supplying where the feeble senses fail. Faith supplies where our feeble senses fail. Another of those five hymns, uh, Eucharistic hymns composed by St. Thomas Aquinas is Adorote Devote. In the second stanza of this great hymn, Aquinas writes, uh, I'll just give you the translation, Seeing, touching, tasting are in thee deceived. How says trusty hearing that shall be believed? What God's Son has told me, take for truth I do. Truth himself speaks truly or there's nothing true. Right? It's again, it's not in our senses of seeing and touching and tasting, right? Those are all deceived. So, why do we believe Christ is truly present? Because God speaks truly, or else nothing is true. May we, like the angelic doctor, St. Thomas Aquinas, spend these remaining days of sheltering in place, stay at home orders, quarantine. May we spend these days pondering the most sublime mystery of the Eucharist so we can return with renewed fervor around his altar. And you know, a great way to do this, uh, a great way to do this is to turn to Our Lady in the Rosary. You know, I'd like to, to wrap this up by, by uh, referring to Pope Francis's uh, short letter that he wrote to the faithful for the month of May. Um, and, and in this letter, here's what he said. He said, quote, The month of May is approaching, a time when the people of God express with particular intensity their love and devotion for the Blessed Virgin Mary. It is traditional in this month to pray the rosary at home within the family. So the Holy Father goes on to encourage everyone to pray the rosary every day at home in the month of May. If you're living alone, you can pray by yourself, or you could pray with a group online or along with the podcast. Uh, if you're at home with your family, pray with your family. You know, if you're a college student, don't be sheepish about asking your siblings and your parents to pray with you, right? If you're, uh, if, if you're married, don't be sheepish about asking your spouse to pray with you or your kids. And don't worry if you have little kids, if it seems like they are distracted and it's not too prayerful, just offer to God the best you can. And the Holy Father, he also asks us to include at the end of the rosary uh, two prayers, which I'll, I'll include in the uh, episode description, the show notes. I'll close with the words of our Holy Father, Pope Francis. He wrote, Dear brothers and sisters, contemplating the faith the face of Christ with the heart of Mary, our mother, will make us even more united as a spiritual family and will help us overcome this trial. <laughs>